Howdy, y'all. Rich here <laughs> from House Coffee Podcast. Uh, thanks for tuning in today. Quick note for you. So first time this has happened to us in 11 episodes, but we didn't hit record. So, all right. Well, look, if it's up to me, no. If it's meant to be, it's up to, <laughs> it's up to me. And, uh, and I blew it. But you'll hear more about that on the episode. So the good news is we do have audio for you, okay? The bad news is that that audio is coming off of our iPhone video. So look, give TJ a pass on this one. He's not a miracle worker, all right? He's going to do what he can. But we decided we're going to just let this one kind of rock out anyway because the conversation was cool. And you know what? If you're a real one, you're going to listen to it. And if not, I don't even know what to tell you, dude. So uh, um, try to enjoy it, all right? <laughs> Appreciate you. Hey, you're drinking house coffee. Unfiltered conversations brewed at the intersection of real estate life and coffee shop service. We're Maggie and Rich, local business owners. And friends. Sharing stories and welcoming you to pull up a chair with us. The door's always open. Let us pour you a cup. Perfect. Yeah, so we, uh... We're rolling. We're rolling, dude. So we did make it back in one piece. You did. From uh, our little road trip yesterday. Oh, a little good. jaunt, if you will. I, was... I found a sick deal on a, on a Nespresso, so I figured we better just rock out to, um, to Rhode Island really quick and, and pick that up because it was like 15 bucks. Stop it. Oh, man. No. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <Pick> <laughs> We've got this sick new timer. Well, first of all, welcome back to House Coffee. <laughs> uh, Rich and I are so happy you have decided to join us. And uh, Rich bought this sick alarm clock off the side of the road in Troy. <laughs> I was there. So true. And... Um, we have it permanently stopped at 518 and um, it's it's a little bit touchy if you hit it and the numbers <laughs> change. Yes, podcast devotees who see our videos will recognize that there has been a clock on our uh, table all along that was at 518. But the thing is that with that clock, it was a GE vintage electronic that I liked and I had it here, but I preferred to have it storied. So when I found this one, I figured I'd swap it out. Yeah. Because both clocks are operable, but I wanted the one. I'm yeah. kind of like curating a little vintage GE electronics collection at storied currently. Like we have this boom box from the eighties that, um, happens to have an auxiliary input. And so we can actually hook up our, well, actually your, yes. <laughs> we can hook up your vintage iPhone six to, which has the, the headphone jack. And why do you have my vintage iPhone six? Cause you're such a good friend. No, that's not what <laughs> and I you lent it to me. Um, you lent it to me when my other phone was out of commission. And then you were like, Oh yeah, your phone is plugged into the boombox, and yeah. I was like, "That is the coolest thing ever." It's because it has a headphone jack. So I got that plugged in to the eight. Got the vintage iPhone six plugged into the vintage eighties GE boombox, playing our lo-fi chill hop soundtrack to story all the time, and that's cool. And now I've got like this. I got the clock over there, and actually TJ and I were um, 
driving yes so <laughs> to fill you in on that a little bit tj and i were driving to um, rhode island to buy an espresso machine that i found on facebook marketplace a serious steal and um we did a little bit of a trade-in as well for some of the value of the sale price of that espresso machine because I had a machine sitting around. Right, did I talk told, about that? You, did, we talked about it on the podcast a couple of weeks ago because yeah. you were we were talking about. I think we were talking about like um, crunching and like m- like money making money or something like that. You know, like yeah, I've got a I've got an espresso machine on Facebook Marketplace. I didn't know. I had no idea what the value was, and you were like, "Yeah, we have it listed for like five, five grand." It's close to five. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't, it didn't move quick, which I didn't expect it to move quick necessarily, but it was still a good value. Um, that said, it was just sitting there and I knew if I was going to retain it, which is what I ultimately decided I had wanted to do because I have another opportunity for an espresso machine besides on the current bar of story. But putting the work into this one was going to be just more than I probably was willing to bargain for. So, when this opportunity came up to get a different machine altogether from Facebook, I the guy I was buying it from basically is a coffee roaster. Uh, shout out, by the way, to Down East Coffee Roasters in Pawtucket, um, Rhode Island. Cool. Uh, they had listed this this three group La Marzogo GB5, which is the model I have, except I had the two group. Which means you can steam the, the handle brew. it's basically it's got you can make three espressos at gotcha. a time um versus the two that we're always limited to now two is like definitely adequate for pretty much anyone around here like i don't know any coffee shop around the capital region that has three group machines um uncommon grounds storied. yes it's not on bar it's not on bar yet like uncommon grounds has two two group machines in saratoga for instance, so they do need mm-hmm. a little bit higher capacity, but they still only have the two group machines to my, if I'm remembering correctly. Anyway, that said, <laughs> so, but the price was nice for the, for the one I got. And because I knew that the guy had refurbished this and had that, like his team had that ability, I was like, well, hey, I've got this other one. I was trying to get this price. What if you took it in trade for this lower price, knowing he could flip, kind of flip it. And then I could get like a discount on the on the one. So it all really worked out pretty nicely. Do you mind sharing what, like, you're all in, like, what I, you got it for? It was listed at 7,000, which, okay, to somebody that's like, sounds like a lot, but um, that is that is pennies for an espresso machine, especially a three group espresso machine. I could have easily paid 20 grand for. Why? So then skeptic and not trying to be. It's a 2009. Oh, okay. So it's Age. old. So the one I gave him was a 2012, for instance. Um, and then not only that, there's a couple of things with it. One, 2009. So it's old. Um, two is a three group. And like I said, most people actually aren't shopping for three groups, even, even though the price was great. Like you still have to have the power supply for it. Uh, you still have to have the room for it and you got to have the kind of the need for it. It's yeah. nice to have three groups, but in most cases it's going to be overkill. Um, so interesting. So I was like, because of what I have going on in the background, which I'm probably not going to say too much about today, but in we in the next couple episodes, it'll, I'm sure it'll come up because we're just kind of like solidifying the details. Um, so it's I don't know where it's going to end up, but I think sure. I think right now it's going to start at story because the current machine on our bar this gets confusing. I had two 
of the same machine. I had two two group GB5 Lamar Zocco espresso machines. Okay. One is currently on Bard's story. It's that big, yep. the big silver video on use. the counter. I okay. have the exact same machine from our second store on Union Street, um, kind of left over. And that was sitting on the floor in the back of the shop, as you'll recall. That you had listed for sale. For a long time. And that was the one listed for sale. I didn't necessarily need it. It needed some work. And I had them both. And so I still have the one that was on the bar. And then I took the one that was on the floor and I traded it for this, um, this new, this new machine. Did it cost this you new to me like, machine? Was it a trade in? Yes. Yeah, so I traded it for about, for, it was like I said, it was $7,000. He took $3,000 trade in value on that. And then I got this machine for four grand cash money, nice. which is friggin' sick, dude. Nice. Um, yeah. And it's so, okay. And the reason I wanted to, the reason I said I would do this is because this machine is pristine. They, it's almost like a, it's basically fully rebuilt. The boilers are the, the part that makes the water hot. <laughs> in, in an espresso machine like these, you have two boilers, okay? One is for steam. So like steaming a latte, you got a little mm -hmm. knob and there's a wand and it goes into the milk pitcher and that makes your, your hot. Your, I did that makes work your milk hot, at okay? my college cafe campus, which was called Lakeside Cafe. We did serve, proudly serve Starbucks coffee. Word. So. So you know all I about can it. make a latte or a cappuccino. <laughs> I'm sure you can. So um, that there's a boiler dedicated to that situation, creating that steam pressure, and then there's a second boiler dedicated to just brewing the coffee, and that's what makes um, that's part of what makes La Marzocco machines. That's not. I mean, that's that's true in a, in, in a lot of different commercial. Uh, coffee machines, espresso machines, but in particular with La Marzocco, that's like, that's a key, that's a really key component. And just, we should put a picture of it on our Instagram. You're so right. So um, people can see it. It's so beautiful. It's actually matte black. And it's just so nice. So it Where looks, is it right now? Is it in your It's van? on the floor <laughs> in the story. Okay. TJ and I got it into the shop. We got it up on the bar. And then I realized that my current power supply is actually only the 30 amp that was mm. for the two group. And I didn't actually plan ahead and think, oh, I need 50 amps for this thing. Damn. So so I I got to get in touch with the, the electrician who did all that for me to figure out what the current If you need an electrician, is. I know a gal. I actually, I mean, we'll see. I, it's, it's possible I'll end up in that position. But anyway. Um, Very exciting. That's where we're at, dude. I ultimately think that the the final destination of this particular machine is in the new, is at the, is with the new opportunity, and I'm pretty excited about that because it's going to be a game changer over there. <clears throat> um, well, with this new opportunity you have, you should assume it will work. You're so right, because imagine doing something that you just like didn't think would be that great. I know who does that? <laughs> Not me. Oh wait. <laughs> Wait, is that what we're talking about today? That's what we're talking about today. Aw, <laughs> that was know? a great transition. Aw, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm going to give myself a point for that. Um, yeah, today's episode, we are sort of titling it loosely right now, Assume It Will Work. Because way back when, maybe a year ago, when we were meeting at Arthur's and we were planning mode for this podcast... So, so we'll call it summer of 2022. Definitely. 
Um, we'll call it all of 2022. <laughs> yeah, right, basically. Um, and we were kind of like conceptualizing like what this podcast was going to look and sound and feel like. And I think I, you know, with, with the idea of starting something new, it can be t intimidating, right? You know, we, you don't really know if like all the time and energy you put into something is going to succeed. And I think that's how we both felt about this podcast. Like yeah. after all this time and all this effort and energy, are we just going to flop? And so those of you listening, we had those same fears when we were planning this podcast. Like, is, is nobody going to listen? And who knows? Maybe only two people still listen. <laughs> Becca and Jen. <laughs> so, Thanks, guys. <laughs> thank you, we'll you so much. <laughs> um, but in reality, just like... Just kidding. We know a lot more people. No, I know. Just, but... Um, I was like, well, we should just assume it's going to work. I mean, that's kind of what we have to do if we're going to continue moving forward with this. And what did you say, Rich? Didn't you say if you had done yeah. that with Storied, you'd be in a dip, like, if you assumed Storied would work? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I don't know if we've, if we've run across this in our, in our actual episodes since, but, um, yeah, assuming it will work, and then and then I was and then I basically said something like, um, "Yeah, man, if I had done that with story, I'd, I'd be in a different place right now." That's to which I replied, "Wait a minute, you didn't assume storied would work," and so like that yeah, discussion that we had, I was just my mind was blown, and I was like, "We we need to talk about this on the podcast," and here we are, almost a year later. Yeah, was, finally talking about it. When we had our our like list of top our list of the first maybe five or ten ideas for episodes. Yeah. This was on that list. And it's episode 11. Episode 11. <laughs> Here we are. Nice. Um, so, I guess my question for you, Rich, is why would you own a coffee shop if, or why would you open a coffee shop if you assumed it wasn't going to work? That's a that's a great question. I it's all right. It's not that I didn't. It's not that I assumed it wouldn't work. Right. It's okay. There's a different ways to think about this. So why would I open a coffee shop if I assumed it wouldn't work? I didn't assume it wouldn't work. Gotcha. I just didn't assume it would be that good. Gotcha. <laughs> I didn't. So that when I say like, yeah, if I had done that with story, then I'd be in a different spot. It's because mm -hmm. when I, I, I assume story would, would kind of, I don't want to say flounder, but just like hobble along. Gotcha. Okay. And if you're asking why I thought that it's because story is, is number five in a long line of coffee shops in the village of Scotia okay. that have failed that are no well, longer there that are no longer there sorry I'm, I didn't story is the longest failed. lasting yeah and obviously currently in operation but um yeah so many will know that I grew up in Scotia so when I was in 10th grade there was a place called village coffee house 
uh, which was in line with the way that everything in the village gets named. <laughs> Pretty often, if you've noticed. Yes. Um, when I was in high school, I worked at Village So Vacuum Lamp. And then right now there's Village Floral still going on. And at the time, there was Village Coffee House. Um, and there's been all kinds of other village things mm -hmm. over the years. So, um, so that was there. Uh, mostly I got smoothies there and, um, went to an open mic. That was cool. And then that closed. And then the next thing that happened was there was a place called Expresso with an X, E X, Presso, <laughs> Expresso. So confusing. Therapy, Expresso therapy, because the owner had an expressive therapy background. And so this was oh, sort of okay. like, it's a play on words. Gotcha. Not just, the wrong way to spell yeah. espresso. <laughs> um, so that kind of came next. That was from 2009. They were open about a year and a half, not quite. And then that was 2010, at which point I went to my friend that I had known from a different cafe who I knew had been interested in buying a different cafe. And then I said, hey, espresso is for sale. Um, do you have interest in that? And kind of connected that all up. And so he ended up buying that. And you had Jay Watts Barista House in Scotia from 2010 to 2014. Mm -hmm. And so he was the longest running, but he closed in 2014. And then from 2014 to 2019, there was no coffee shop in Scotia. And then from 2019 until now, you have Storied. So why am I saying all that? Okay, because... Those four coffee shops aren't still there, right? They, they didn't go. And I worked, so I knew Jay. Yeah. And the reason I was able to connect him with, with Espresso is because I was working at Espresso at the time that it closed. And in working at Espresso, I made the, it's, it's, just, it's so hard for me to say that, Dave, <laughs> to say that now. Uh, but in working there, I... I, I basically became friends and have maintained a relationship with the owners. And so I asked them when I was getting started with story, like, Hey, give me some perspective on your experience with this in town. And so we were talking sales numbers that they would see in a day and they were not nice. Like, God. so I had, I mean, he, I think he, he literally told me like a hundred dollars a day. Now we're talking 2009, okay? And we are talking Scotia and we are talking a different location. So all of those coffee shops actually, funny enough, were in the same space. It was just the same, the same place turned, just turned mm -hmm. over by these different coffee shops. So Jay was in the same place that Village Coffee House had been four or five years earlier. And it's in the middle of the street. You'll, you'll know the building. I know, um, I know where, where it is. It's a Rosenberg building and it's, uh, it's in the middle of the street. There was a giant tree in the middle, like, like one big front window and it was just a little bit hidden. You know, it's hard to find, hard to see. I didn't know it existed. Yeah. So like if you lived in town, you would know, but you weren't necessarily going to spot it going down the street. So yeah. there was just a lot go working against those guys. Then you had like, we're talking 2014 was when the last of those shops closed. 2014, like social media barely existed. Right. You know, 2014 is when Instagram sort of hit the scene. Um, and that was at the end of the era for all those coffee shops. So you did have Facebook and you had MySpace going into mm -hmm. 20, you know, 2009, um, at the tail end of that thing. But those were not 
the infrastructure that now currently exists for businesses on social media. It's a, it's a totally, totally different, different animal. Yeah. So anyway, I'm just trying to paint a picture of like why I thought things would be a little bit harder. Okay. Is because my predecessors had not done as, as hot. Like I, Jay, I mean, he was there for a while, but that was just his pure grit, you know, like he didn't yeah. have staff, um, to a high degree. And he lived there, you know, he was there all the time. Like it was the only way it worked. Um, plus, you know, back then, like there's, there's always a degree of, of inflation, but like I'm, he wasn't able to charge. There's, there's just no margins in, in food. And when you're like, just trying to make it work, like you don't have time to even pour into pricing things like you should. So blah, blah, blah. Point is like back then. In twenty in twenty eighteen, I'm having this conversation with my friend, and and we're saying, oh, you know, we would see like a hundred, hundred fifty dollars a day more on weekends. Sure, I don't even know, and they were open Sundays, I think. So, you're, you so you can imagine what we're expecting. So we're still in Scotia. We're we're you know inexperienced. We're like we're just gonna kind of like hobble along, and then and yet you still wanted to pursue opening it. Well, I figured that's, that's, that's going to be my full-time job. Like I yeah. can be there. I don't have to, you know, take a paycheck right away. Et cetera. But you, my point is you weren't discouraged by the numbers. You were just like, yeah, I'm passionate about this. I want to do it. So, yeah. So ironically, I did assume it would work. So the question kind of became, this is the question we would get is like, well, well, why is this going to be different? You know, all these other ones have not made it. So why is it, why is, why is your thing going to be different? Or like, why do we need another coffee shop in Schenectady, you know, or, or like other kinds of questions like that. And, and then with the same sentiment of like, you know, there's so many, they never last, whatever. Um, so the, so a key thing is I, I was able to assume we could do better. This is kind of where it was. I assumed we would do better than the people before us because of the things that were true for us that weren't true for them. For instance, I was in a different location. We had a really cool um, spot, like like closer to the main intersection with like Boston Ave, Route 50. Parking. We had parking. Yeah, there was only street parking for those other guys. Um, so we had a parking lot. We had a cool building with a cool history that we were like renovating. It was it was much more visible. Um, and then like, we had a good run up to, to opening the place. So like, there was a lot of anticipation and then it's 2018, 2019, like social media is a thing and had been becoming a thing. So every business and is on social media. And you did have a lot of buzz about yeah, that's what I was saying. the shop before you opened a exactly. lot of buzz and a Kickstarter and yep. like, but even before the, well, no, Pop-ups. you were, you were doing, you were spreading the word organically yeah. and socially and, you know, fiscally, like all those things. I yes. think it was like people got the anticipation was real. True. And I underestimated it. And so that is why I was kind of like in this place where I was not assuming it would do that well is because I was underestimating the bus. Yeah. I was underestimating like how, people's people's interest in what in something that like like that at the time that we were coming around to do it yeah. so does that answer your question yeah I, I i like the story that you told recently of how like you like the day you opened you were like cutting like free drink coupons <laughs> well just to give like... you a sense of how low-key i was taking this whole thing right like i wasn't assuming it was going to blow up i was i was pretty low-key like we opening day we didn't have menus printed. 
I was literally like meeting people at the register. Fortunately, our roaster, who is also a barista, was able to come down for the opening and like be there till noon. Like just he was on the espresso machine mm -hmm. for like six hours straight. Um, you opened on a Saturday. We said. opened on a Saturday, dude. Don't recommend. My top business advice, top five pieces of advice is don't open your highly anticipated brick and mortar <laughs> on Saturday. Uh, unless, unless you've planned for it and you have the infrastructure and the staff to meet those needs, which I, of course, had not assumed I would need. So um, I did not have. And that included printed menus. So I'm like, yeah, you know, you don't, you know, we've got like lattes and cappuccinos and just whatever you want, espresso drinks, you know. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, the one thing I did print, and this is what you're talking about, I did print these little, I wanted to do this little like uh, coupon that we would give to people on day one. So like everyone who came in got a coupon that was a, for a free drink. And it said like, thanks for being with us from day one. Um, enjoy another drink on us. And that was like, hey, if we get you something that you're not that interested in or, you know, day one sucks and like... It's not working out. You can come back and, and not not sweat it, and, mm -hmm. and then we'll, we'll by then we'll have hopefully worked out the kinks. Plus, they got it back in the door. You know, mm -hmm. it was, so it was a little promotional thing. So that was what I was printing and cutting as people were um, coming in at the at the beginning. And so yeah, we had that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I don't know. There's a there's a lot there. And now like. So you've been you've been in business since 2018, but you opened your Scotia location in 2019. Correct. Um, so and it's 2023 right now. Um, how's business going now? Dude, it's the year of stories. All right. This is uh, a lot of things. A lot of things have just clicked into place in the last year that we couldn't have assumed would ever and that's the other thing you can't there's things that are going to happen for people who end up successful in business or in a particular business or in, in a particular venture that is just like it just it's like luck you know or providence or whatever kind of how you want to identify it but it's things you could not have planned for and like you wouldn't have learned in business school or mm -hmm. or from a like the bank or part of your business plan it's like just like surviving through a pandemic <laughs> I mean, sure. <laughs> and, yeah, getting just to, to give an example, maybe. Yeah, but that's not even what I'm talking about, actually. Oh. But the way, you know, but for instance, and maybe I've touched on this, but the way that people could pivot in the pandemic because of their circumstances, it's like you can't plan for that. You just, for some people, that worked, and for others, that didn't because, for whatever number of impossible reasons to guess right now, um, for us, it was like Christine works full time. She's a teacher. She she still had a job. I was not drawing salary before, so we didn't lose a salary there. And I was able to still be in the shop. And actually, Christine was not going physically to work. She was able to be at the shop. And at the time, we lived with a friend, so we had a built-in buddy. We had a, we had a built-in code oh. buddy. And she was already kind of part of the fabric of the shop anyway. So she, we had to get the, we had to let the staff go for a, that period. But she was able to be like a third person. And so, Shout out to Rachel. Dude, saved our butts. So that was like, yeah, but this was what was true at the time. And and then, you know, rewind to last August, I've talked about this, I think Abby bought into our company. Like, yep. first of all, I couldn't have planned to hire Abby. She had never stepped foot in our shop when I called her on the phone for our interview. 
she had just applied and like mm -hmm. she wanted a career in coffee and i was like all right sounds yeah because cool. last episode we talked about how tj said you don't hire people yeah and so I just think it'd be cool to call back to our last episode where TJ was like, yeah, I was looking for a job, but I didn't, I didn't ask if I wanted a job right. because you never hire. And like, I, I don't know, Abby made the cut. Abby made the cut and now she's a freaking business partner. So, yeah. So yeah. Um, that's the kind of thing I'm saying, like you can't plan for. It's like, who just has cash lying around like that, that they can use <laughs> into your business. and. But also like, believes in your business. I don't know if it's, well, it's true, simply yeah. just cash lying around. Like Abby truly believes in story too. Otherwise she's a smart person. Yes. She wouldn't go into this without believing that there was potential for more. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And right. And plus her life circumstances make it so that she, you know, had the wiggle room to, yeah. to make an investment and like not need the paycheck that she had been getting up to that mm -hmm. point to like the same degree, you know? So, um, and she works her butt off. She does. I, yeah, she deserves. witnessed it at the Scotia garage sale mm. when the doors were nonstop opening and closing. And yeah, she deserves all the percentage of the business that I, uh, that I actually <laughs> own. <laughs> if I could give it to her, I would. Um, yeah. So I guess what I'm trying to say is like, there are things you can't plan for, or you, you can never assume those things are going to be there for you for certain people in certain scenarios. Like it's just the kid, the connection is just, uh, show, they just mm -hmm. materialize, you know? Right. I, w I had to stop myself from saying your network is your net worth right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So. So my assumption in 2018 was that it was me and Christine, but mostly me because she was still working full time. And my assumption was that it was just going to be me for a hot minute. We weren't doing a lot of like food and all the other, and the other stuff. And even the bubble tea was just on the weekends. So it was like, okay, I can manage this slow, small cafe in Scotia, New York for, you know, as long as I need to. And then if it gets busy, then maybe I'll hire someone. Right. But like we were quickly outpaced and then. Ay, ay, ay. Then we, and then our problems began. <laughs> and it's taken me five years on to get on top of it. A couple episodes ago. But, and, but yeah, it's, it's amazing that you survived all these years. And it's amazing that you, your trajectory has, has now changed yeah. to an incline. And it's just going up from here. Feeling miraculous, dude. Yeah. But like, how would I put yourself on the back? Shout yeah. out to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but how would I have done it differently? You know what I mean? How could what I have, would you have done differently? Yeah. What would I have assumed differently in that scenario? Even if I, if even, even if it hadn't been a hundred dollars a day, even if it had been maybe $250 a day that I was assuming would be my case. Um, I'm not even sure. I'm sure we had numbers plugged into a spreadsheet somewhere when we were talking to our friend. Um, but I said before, I didn't have a business plan. So in other words, I didn't have to go through the process of figuring out like all these projections and all this stuff. Cause I wasn't trying to get traditional like funding. So I was just going on more like anecdotal stuff. Yeah. But even then, even in a best case scenario, what the heck would I have planned for? $300 a day? Like that's not much. That's still pretty low volume, you yeah. know? And 
I'm not saying we do a ton more than that, but like $200, $300 a day is like a pretty sad day for us right now. Mm-hmm. Never a weekend day. It's uh, That's like a slow weekday, depending on yeah, season. the weather, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so so we do we do better than that. But what that means is we've had to like figure that out, keep pace yep. with that. Um, you know. Would you do it all over again? Um the same way? Just it's an interesting question. If you could do it all over again, would you? I'm, yeah, I'm probably going to. <laughs> <laughs> uh probably going to. But you're go but you're going into well, you could be going. I'm not even talking about this. With thing. more, I know, but like. Now I have the what, wisdom of five how, years. Exactly. Of hindsight. Doing it stupidly. You have hindsight. Yes, and a little bit more cash. <laughs> yeah, and and like more confidence. I have. Yes, that's so true. Thanks, Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I remember opening day of story. Were you no. there? Oh, well, I remember opening week. You're like installing the handrail in the bathroom. I know. It was a, and Brandon saving our bus, getting that door off so we could get the pastry the case. The pastry in there. case, yeah. The memories. But I just remember the line, like. That was the Thursday before. So you were there on day one with the line. Oh yeah, it was. It was like nonstop. We. I'm like, I want my donut. <laughs> we had a line for six hours yeah. straight, like just. Just like the line wrapped around the bar, mm-hmm. and and it was it was crazy six hours. And then um, and the whole day was busy, but like at the six hour mark, there was like a break for us to like go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> and and maybe stock some cups or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think it was me and Christine, and we had like a friend just helping us who had kind of like hung around with us that summer and done some of our like pop-up events with mm-hmm. us just to help just to help out like a, as yeah. a friend you know we didn't even have our first staff member available that day i think we had hired i think we had talked to somebody and had them hired before we opened yeah we had been training them but they were just not available that that first day for some reason which sucked obviously yeah it was right about then when I was like, should I step behind there and like help them with like something? But like, it wasn't even like, yeah, how do you, how do you that? even, it's a hot mess. yeah. Anyway, that's, that's some good insight. Origin story, dude. Yeah. I think that it's bit. interesting to give a, like, a, a, like peel back that other, another layer yeah. of what was going on because, you know, you, you, I think what that says to me, Rich, is even knowing that you could potentially only make a hundred dollars a day in sales, that didn't stop you. Like that to me shows you genuinely had a love and a passion for specialty coffee. And you wanted to share that with other people. Because why else would anybody do that if they knew that the return was going to be a hundred bucks a day. <laughs> yeah. Well, you no. know, it's like, why do I do the extra things that I do with staging mm-hmm. that I don't have to do, but I love doing it. Yeah. So I think, and this might be a whole, this might be a whole tangent or a whole other different like concept, but 
I now it's very evident that like a love for specialty coffee drives me. But back then that was less, a little less the driving force. And so it wasn't so much about like spreading this coffee gospel or something. It was more actually about the vision. So I was definitely motivated by like, by this, by a vision. So there was, there was like, it was always a bigger picture. And I think this is a key when you're, when you're doing anything in life, you need to have this, like a bigger purpose and a bigger right. picture and like right. an end goal and something you see off in the future that you're, you're working toward. And that kind of helps make it, well, I mean, that's just a human probably reality actually, yeah. but for me that was more about like just creating this space and this like community this is so cliche for a coffee shop person to say but um like it it really was we were driven more by creating a space for the first for the neighborhood like a neighborhood mm -hmm. spot um that would feature good coffee yeah. but that was not like what drove me that wasn't what I was passionate so I did have a vision I was motivated to make this thing a reality for people even if it took time to catch on um and then through that especially coffee sure and that love of that grew and now that's a little bit even more motivating um because what a community space means has actually changed a lot since COVID and I've had to pivot my <laughs> expectations and stuff but so anyway not to just to just to riff on your yeah what you said and 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 affirm I don't it, think but it's say cliche. like it was this it was a bigger vision, but it was more than coffee. Mm -hmm. That's what kept me going. And yeah, and then also you know, sure. Worst case scenario, hundred dollars a day. Did I believe it would ever be that bad? No, because I knew some things were like I said in place for us that weren't in place for them. And ten years had elapsed almost, and so. I figured like social media, like there was a lot going for us to where I figured we were going to, no matter what, do better than them, but not, not necessarily knock out of the park better to where like, we're going to need all this infrastructure. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Um, I want to touch back on something you just said, which was, you said something cliche, it's cliche about oh. a coffee shop to want to create community, but that's what you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this is cliche because it's so. It is, but true. <laughs> what I wanted to say is like, you have done that so artfully well because, I mean, look at our friendship. Like, Storied was a safe place for me when I would have like crazy days in real estate, yep. and I would sometimes just like stop in at Storied and like just sit at the cafe for 15 minutes before like going off to my next appointment or yeah, going off. Get something, you even just, if I didn't get anything. <laughs> and I, well, that was maybe after some time had established, you know, and me getting to know you and Christine better. But like oftentimes I remember, I just remember I would come into storied and like storied was a place that was like, I would do my work there, but it was also like, it had this like, I can't describe it. It was like this feeling of like, <sighs> I don't have to be like realtor Maggie. I don't have to be like, um, like I could just hang with my friends or like, I could just be myself. I didn't feel like I had to like have all the answers or just, I could just come in, order a drink. Feel it all feel at home, just like 
open my computer, tap a couple things away and be like, hey, gotta go by. And like, <laughs> it was like a, a stopping point or like a home base. And it still feels that way for me sometimes. Like when I'm, I, cause I work a lot in Glenville in the Schenectady area. And oftentimes storied is just that place that I hang out at for 15, 20 minutes to kill time yeah. before my next appointment or inspection or showing. And um, just so happens that like for my business, I do the bulk of my client interaction and like quote unquote field work in the second half of my day. So it was, it's great to have a place like storied when, you know, you, I need to like pop over real quick. But anyways, my point is yeah. you created that. And I, I know I'm not the only person. I, I, we both know people who feel the same way about storied. Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. And shout out to you because we created that. Yeah. Because you were as much a part of that opening as anyone. And also you, you were in the Kickstarter, et cetera, et cetera. And sharing that. So like, way to, dude, way to create a place for the community. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. But my oh, motto, thanks. yeah. Yeah, anytime. So my motto going on with assumable work, we talked about this, but I in the real estate world learned this phrase early on in my business. This is actually my new motto. Is it? I found myself saying it all day the other day. Yes. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. So my motto is if it's meant to be it's up to me. And I just live by that now because you heard it here first. <laughs> I don't want, I'm somebody that wants to take charge of my, take charge of my life, but like, <laughs> you know, my business, my, um, happiness, whatever it might be in my life. And I don't want to, give other people like not credit. That's not necessarily the term I'm looking for, but like excuse, like if something doesn't work out, I don't want to blame anybody. And so if, if something doesn't work out, the only person I have to blame is myself. That's kind of how I, to some extent. Yeah. So if I go after something or I want to start something and it, it doesn't come to fruition, I like to think back about it and be like, what could I have done differently or how can I change things to make it work out? So if it's meant to be, it's up to me. I got to put the work in. I got to put the effort in, the time in, the money in, all those things. And yeah. I don't have unlimited resources of all those things I just mentioned, but I can be strategic about my money and time and efforts. And I think our listeners can too. Yeah, true. It's that's uh there's no cop outs. Exactly. It takes, takes takes away the the cop out. No cop out option, you know. Yep. I hate cop outs. Yeah, well, um I don't know. So you started using that phrase? Yeah, well, <laughs> so I'm like, my, I'm always running through. Is that why you went and bought a three-round espresso it's, machine it's yesterday? It's up to me, all right? Yeah. No. <laughs> um, I think I had already decided I wanted to do that before we talked. 
because we talked. Yeah, you you mentioned it to me. A couple. Yeah, I think I'd already arranged the, the espresso machine situation before that, but um, no. But I just my, my dude, my brain is always firing with ideas mm -hmm. and just stupid things. But then I'm also at the same time I was like, well, you know what? If you got this idea and you don't do anything about it. Nothing's going to happen. Yeah. So then I was like, you know what, dude? If it's up to me. If it's, mm -hmm. to me. <laughs> it's up to me. That kind of piggybacks on my favorite phrase from Gary Vaynerchuk, which is... Gary V? Yeah. Shout out. Um, which is, ideas are crap. But he uses an expletive there. <laughs> ideas are crap. Execution is game. And that has stuck with me for all these years. And I actually have um, that written on a post-it note by my desk with the expletive. And it's like, yeah, we can have a, a ton of great ideas, but they're not worth anything if we don't execute on them. Yeah. I've heard you say that one before too. Uh, well, yeah. so how, okay. How did you, so Gary Vee's got this similar sentiment, but like, where did you pick up that idea? Other than that's just kind of like the kind of person you are. Like, I'm not surprised what, what that idea? that's your motto, but like, where did, is that, did you learn that from, did you hear that somewhere? If or? it's meant to be, it's up to me. Yeah. So um, early on in my business, maybe year two, um, there was a more experienced agent and she was very old school and but very successful and had a lot of always busy with clients, always meeting clients in the conference room, was continuously on the top 10 agents in the company that I was in and wow. like capital region wise. She's just very experienced. And she's still around. She is still around, but she, she still, she still has her license active, but her business is now a hundred percent referrals to other agents. Wow. So people still call her to, for real estate stuff, but she refers out all her business now because she's reached a point where she wants to quote unquote semi-retire. So yeah. she's still a huge resource for people, but I don't think she's active unless it's maybe like a one-off or whatever. You getting her referrals? No, I'm not, but I, I, my friend is. And, um, look, if it's meant to be, all right. I know, so, right. <laughs> reach out to her. No. Um, so I, I, um, she offered to like mentor some newer agents and, um, mentorship was a big thing in the first company, real estate company that I joined. And so I reached out to her, her name is Jackie. And I was like, Hey, can I sit down and meet with you and like pick your brain about your business? And she said, absolutely. And like, what a gift it was that she took the, you know, half hour, 45 minutes to sit down with me in the midst of her busy business and life and show me her, you know, two inch thick binder of database and how she organizes her clients and how she does her like daily routine and how she like, she gets up and she works out and then she has breakfast and then she... Um, she calls, no, she writes five thank you notes or five like greeting card notes, sends them out snail mail. And then like, she makes five phone calls and she like 
just randomly like connects with people and she plans um, appreciation events where she throws like a party and invites people over and um, and a bunch of other things that she would do throughout the year to have these like little touches on her database. And when when we were like wrapping up, she's like, now just remember this. If it's meant to be, it's up to me. And I have never forgotten that yeah. because she exemplifies that in her life. Like she doesn't just wait for people to, for business to come to her. Um, she, she does the work every day yeah. and it's proven to her success. So I can't sit around and say like, Oh, my business is doing so well, or or my business is like oh, I'm not getting any X, Y, and Z. Anybody, not I'm I'm using me, you as like a rhetorical, but like we can't just sit here and be like, oh, you can't. I don't know. I don't like putting blame on things for not getting the results you want. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like doing push-ups or doing a pull-up. Like you can't do push-ups if you don't put the time in. Yeah. You can't do any of that stuff. You can't expect to be, you know, a marathon runner if you don't do your training and running. So that's kind of how she framed it. It was like, you have to put in that work every day and that practice. And if it's meant to be, it's up to me. I wonder, it would be so interesting to talk to someone like that who is just such a seasoned vet, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, hear the journey for them. Because it's like, uh, first of all, there's a, something, there's something we said about work ethic there, right? Yep. Like, not to say that young people don't have a work ethic, but, and not to say that old, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm a, trying not, to avoid, you're not I'm anything. avoiding stereotypes here. Yeah, but, you're not implying But just anything. to say like, they've been around the block. And so, how much of that was, and I'm sure it's, it's both, but like, it would just be interesting to hear how much of that for them was, um, stuff they learned in some training course at the beginning. Here's some best practices, tried to real estate things like call five people a day, you know, like set this number and maybe that number is different for different people. It's like, how did you decide that was going to be your attack every day or weekly? Like, how do you set these goals? And how much of that was stuff you, have done the whole time or like you had to evolve that process and add this component over time you know just it's like how that's that's a whole what journey influenced her? yeah it's like what what influenced her along the way you know who was the person that said to her <laughs> yeah who was the person that said to her if it's meant to be it's up to me that, so, that, i think a, a conversation like that would be there'd be a lot to gain yeah to glean from for that. sure yeah, so shout out to Jackie. Maybe She's we need to get a, Rolodex. a legend. <laughs> right, I know. And that's like our, but we're, we're a different generation of business. Right. Like I started my business immediately was, you know, I was blogging at the time and I had social media and Instagram and everything. And yeah. I'm, I think she might use Facebook. Um, How would it look? You almost couldn't even get away with stuff like that. You know, it's like, how would it look to to people to our kind of people how would it look to like your ideal clients or your your 
the clientele you generally have, if you had a Rolodex or a two inch like physical binder that you rocked up with, you know, but if it's an older person who's, that's mm-hmm. how they, you almost trust them yeah. more because they do it that way. Cause you're like, oh, this person knows what's up. Mm-hmm. As long as they're probably like also in touch with the current state of, of affairs. Right. It's like, no, this is tried and true for me. And trust me, like, here's my track record. It's that's yeah, yeah that's another fascinating that's the difference between somebody idea. who uses a paper notebook and someone like me who uses remarkable because I guess, yeah. god forbid i i lose that notebook i am screwed yeah and but you know thankfully remarkable uploads things to the cloud and right. if i ever I the need app it, on my phone. app on my phone and i can i can get it but that's yeah. that's us yeah you know i, I just it's, it's good to learn. It's good mm-hmm. to learn from um, from people like that who've, yeah. who've seen a thing or two. I wonder if our audience would be interested in some like nuts and bolts, like nitty gritty details of like how we operate our business. Like, do you think people would be interested in like the day to day? Yeah, like a day to day. Like, well, like we'll, like a day in the life of Rich, or a day in the life of Maggie. I don't know. Yeah. Like a get ready with me. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I don't know. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure like that's the kind of practical stuff that we would love. Like, up. Maybe let's get some feedback from people and see if they want to hear that. Yeah. I just thought of that as a, they can tell us or we could just do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we probably will. Yeah. We'll have to think through that, but that's true. Yeah. If there's like a specific question or a specific thing, um, that's definitely hot in like the reels space. Yeah, I know. That's also not me. I know. I am, I am not is, hot in the real space. It is. That is something that I like to do. Yesterday, I won't even, I don't, not trying to get into it, but like, I wish I took a time lapse of my day yesterday, but I couldn't because I was literally on my phone all day. Yeah. Um, but it's just the time, like, I, I listed a house and it was just nonstop activity. And we, we ended up getting nine offers in writing and like, I got one like verbal offer. So like 10 offers total. And like, it's great. Cause like you get to give good news to the person who received the house, but I'm the type of person that calls every person that didn't get the house. So then I had to make like, oh, yeah nine depressing phone calls after that wow. and that just like drained me but i w- i wanted to take a time lapse of me doing that but i was i obviously i couldn't because i was using my phone take a time lapse of like making the calls yeah like just a day in the office yeah a day in the office wherever the office was yeah i was home <laughs> gotcha yeah you need a you need a vintage iphone 6. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know i can find one uh no i don't i <laughs> I only know of one that's in use right now. <laughs> Is there anything else you wanted to say on on that? We yeah. we um I mean assuming it works like I just I I is it too early to tell with the podcast, you know? Like we we kind of said we got into that that concept came up because we were planning this podcast for so long. I know. <laughs> and I'm still assuming the podcast will work. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. So uh, how will we know? What what's the what's the evidence like 
Probably podcast is a success. Um, it's not like we've monetized it. Right. And I, we don't I, exactly have plans for we don't exactly have like steps toward that, you know. So I don't know. Uh if, well I don't know how many people listen to this. Downloads, stuff. probably. Do you check those numbers? I haven't in yeah. a few weeks. But I think that, I checked after episode one just to see. <laughs> <laughs> but people who list like you know, obviously the, the wider our audience is I would consider that success in working out if we can reach a wider audience. Do I have a number? No, I don't. Yeah. I don't really, I can't really. You're really driven by that. Should we? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not really driven by that, but I, I think it would be cool. Yeah. Well, definitely. I mean, it's, it's nice to know that what you're doing is I mean, affecting would it, someone. <laughs> would, it be, would it be like too lofty of a goal to be like one of Apple's featured podcasts like that would be cool it's meant to be it's up to me that's so. right if it's meant to be it's up to we whoa i just thought of that dude you heard it here first i gotta write that yeah. down <laughs> <laughs> we what all right apple we're ready we're coming for you <laughs> all right here. well i mean i guess that's it you know it's like it's like you, you, you should assume if you're gonna do something maybe like if you're gonna is it the, all right practical right if you're gonna do something is this what we're saying assume it will work yep don't make my mistake and assume that it's gonna be a struggle right like Maybe lean into all the reasons you believe it will work and then go for it. And, yeah. you know, if you if you shoot for the moon, you know, you'll land among the stars <laughs> or something. Just Riches kidding. Just kidding. out for That's hire. actually not my... Um, As a motivational speaker. <laughs> that's actually not even my line. I, I heard someone else say that in a, yeah. in a YouTube video. Um, shout out to Fox in the Snow. Mm-hmm. Well... I agree. I think you gotta you gotta assume it will work. Dude, this is your sign. All right, if you're out there and you're like, I'm trying this idea, but I just don't know. I think it's not gonna work out. I'm like, well, <laughs> no, that's how it's it. Yeah. <laughs> assume. Get out your dad voice. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess that's all we got for you. Yeah. You know? Assume it will work. It's, you gotta you gotta walk and through write all these this things phrase down. If it's meant to be, it's up to me. Yeah, or we if you're a partnership. Or we if you're a partnership. <laughs> yeah. Word. All right. Well. This was a great episode. And we've made it under time. I know. <laughs> I can. We said an hour impressed. for ourselves. Um, all right. We love y'all. And, yeah. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll Appreciate catch you, you next time. Don't forget to subscribe and rate and review. Yeah, House Coffee Podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. House Coffee Podcast at gmail.com if you want to email us. Or House Coffee Podcast on Instagram, housecoffeepodcast.com. And send us that feedback. Give us your um, questions. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Yeah. If you got questions, if we got answers. So yeah. we'll hit you with us. Totally. Peace. Later. That was a great episode, I think. Don't go anywhere, you gotta take the photo.